Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. Hello, everybody. So this is very exciting. Should we tell people what we're trying, Kevin? Yeah, we're actually trying to do this remotely. In an effort to get to be more current, because sometimes we film these Throwback Thursdays a couple weeks in advance, we're not always up to date with our current events. Which is, I think, which is why last time I said everyone, I was really excited to see this new show called Sideshow come out. (laughs) So uh, we're a little bit behind, and and we're we're trying to play catch up. Uh, In new news, there's this new show in Chicago called The Producers. Which I think is going to be a big hit. Just heard about I think that it's, in my in theater magazine. It's going to be a. Big, <laughs> I saw it in After Dark, and I really. <laughs> You're really I'm, behind. <laughs> I'm really. <laughs> After Dark has not existed. I think. Oh, it isn't since 1989, my friend. In my show music magazine, it really. <laughs> I I saw the full story. I'm excited for the producers. It's going to be great. We're all. We're it's going to be a big old hit. We're all very ready and very excited. I really want Full Monty to really win the day, but I know it's not going to be Full Monty. I the just, producers I just, I just... is going to be a juggernaut. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us predicting the future. Oh my god! Tell all me right. about Happy Time because I missed Happy Time. That was this past week. Oh yeah, we did the 50th anniversary of the Happy Time, and it went. Uh, incredibly well. Michael Rupert uh, directed the show, and we did the show uh, with piano only, and it sounded fabulous. But uh, one of the nice things was we were really, really sold out. Or we had a really nice crowd, um, and it was good to see. Th- it was good to see. It was good to hear this score revisited one more time because it's not being done at encores. I don't know why, because it would be fantastic for encores. Um, but the way Michael had conceived the show was that um, instead of trying to keep a linear story going, it was simply going to be that uh, we were going to sing the songs of the show regardless of gender, regardless of right. age. So, for example, The Life of the Party, which Grandpa normally sings, was sung by Debbie uh, Gravit, and Karen Ziemba did a stunning rendition of Among My Yesterdays. Um, and it was really great. We got a great review, and um, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe this will fan the flame of the show a little bit more, so maybe it gets done at Encores or somewhere else. But Michael did a beautiful job putting everything together. I love it. 
I wish I could have seen it. I really do. And we, I think we've talked about the happy time. It's one of our favorite things at one point. So yeah. yeah so oh if yeah. You go back. You can hear more about it. But if you don't know it, it's the Candor and Ebb show between uh, after Cabaret. Hello, did I lose you? No, I'm here. Oh, after Cabaret and uh, before Zorba, um, and it's probably their most sentimental score. Um, and so it's it's fabulous. John Candor was invited but could not attend. You know why he could not attend? Why? Because he was uh, working on another musical at the time. He's working on Beast in the Jungle. But it makes the me, man. It makes me so happy when you hear someone that age is unavailable because not, yeah, they're yeah. working. He's he doesn't stop. He does not stop. The man just keeps going and going and going. I love it. I'm so impressed. It's like when Charles just, Strauss kicked us out because he's like, I got work to do. You're I like, love it. God and there's my to-do list on the piano. I love he's it. 90, oh. He's got a to-do list. I'm sitting here being like, well, you know, maybe today I'll kind of make my bed. And we'll go from there. Okay. Your bed is always made, Rob. Your bed is always I, made. I'm very, very prompt on that. Making my bed is one of my favorite things. Same. Hmm. And now I'll tell you about my favorite thing. <laughs> so my favorite thing comes to us actually as um, a suggestion from our a listener, uh, one of our great listeners, Brian Michael Henry, um, who has been listening to us since day one. God bless him. He's doing a cruise right now. He's on a cruise ship. He's a performer. He plays bless like, you. He plays Jerry Lee Lewis like in every production, a million dollar quartet, like that's sort of his thing. Anyways. Nice. He loves the show. He really loves you, Kevin. Very, really loves you. He's a piano player. I mean, we appreciate each other. I mean, like if he's uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, you know. He yes, I think I think when he gets back, you can't see me, but my fingers are moving like crazy. No, no, I see the, I, I see your fingers. You mean our listeners, right? Or did you <laughs> yes. not think I could see you this whole time? I keep forgetting you can see me on Skype right now. Ha, yeah, I can see you. <laughs> Hello. That's that's why I'm wearing clothes. Hey, uh, Rob. Hi. Um. Anyway, so he he said to me, he goes, I loved your interview with Michael Riedel. He said, did you ever see when he interviewed Amy Sedaris? What? And I said, no. And he said, it's the worst interview you'll ever see in your <gasps> life. So this week, my favorite thing is, um, <laughs> it's, and it's, and it's, Weird, Kevin. I love you so much for this, Rob. So this goes on, just for our listeners, it's about eight minutes long. It is one of the most awkward interviews I've ever seen in my life. Now, you remember a few weeks ago, another favorite interview of mine was Van Johnson going on the David Letterman show. (laughs) And obviously not being happy with Dave Letterman and knowing that the only thing he wanted to plug was La Cajo Fall at the Palace Theater with George Hearn. That's the only thing Love he kept it. saying over Love and it. over again. Um, this is even more awkward. So this was from a show, a public access show called Inside Broadway. And it was hosted by Michael Riedel and Susan Haskins. Early. They, this is before they did their show. They then went to Theater Talk. But before That's Theater right. Talk, there was this thing called Inside Broadway. And so this is from 1995. Amy Sedaris and her brother, David Sedaris. I mean, I'm sure you know them. David Sedaris is like this amazing essayist who's so oh. funny. In college, I went to David Sedaris with my girlfriend at the time, uh, Trista Moldovan. And <laughs> Cass the, Morgan. And, and he literally wrote in my book... 
dear Kevin, everyone thinks you're gay. I mean, he knew me so well. <laughs> He's, I mean, what crazy. a great guy. He Maybe wishful I mean, thinking. Um, yeah. So as you know, David Sedaris is a brilliant mind, but his sister, who was in Second City, um, is was one of the, or is one of the most brilliant comedians that's absolute, that's out there. You, If you've never seen a show called Strangers with Candy, where she plays Jerry Blank, a middle-aged woman who goes back to high school. You, it is one of the funniest things you'll ever see in your life. But anyway, She's amazing. David Sedaris wrote a show for her called One Woman Shoe. Actually, also, I, didn't know, I also, didn't know that. I didn't know any of this either. And it also had Jackie Hoffman in it. And the story of One Woman Shoe, it's a parody, but it tells what happens when four welfare recipients learn that under a new government program, they're going to have to start earning their money. So <laughs> now this is, this is where the satire comes in. Uh, African-American women are told that they're going to have to groom border collies, but all the white women have to put on, uh, they have to learn how to put put on one-woman shows. Okay, this is satire. Um, yep. it's, it's, and it's, the, the New York Times review said it was fantastic. So anyway, it's Michael Riedel, Susan Haskins, Amy Sedaris, and uh, David Rakoff, um, the, the, one of the actors in the show. I don't know what happens, but Amy Sedaris is sitting there just popping peanut M&Ms, looking disdainfully at Michael Riedel. And Susan Haskins is like, so blah, blah, blah. The show is called One Woman Shoe. It's playing at La Mama downtown. Um, And she goes, Michael, have you seen it? And Michael Riedel says, I only review uh, Broadway for the Daily News. I don't go below 14th Street. And then starts to make every single joke imaginable about how they're broke how they're poor, how La Mama is a shithole. And he even says something along the lines of, um, he goes, well, he goes, I'm, I'm really like those Republican budget cutters who have La Mama set in their sights. He goes, I want to see that go away. So he's literally insulting them, insulting the theater. But watching Amy Sedaris deal with it is one of the funniest things you'll ever see in your life. How did this get on your radar? So Brian, the listener, is a huge uh, David Sedaris fan. As you said, yeah. And I think when he was just YouTubing it, he came across it. But it's really... Oh, my God. um, And then the best is they start talking about drinks. And Amy Sedaris says, oh, I love Bombay Sapphire. And Michael looks at her and goes, now, can you downtown people afford Bombay Sapphire? It is one of the... It, I've never seen anything like this. So I don't know who said what before they went on the air, but right. he was not having it and she was not having it. So you're, he you're, wasn't, you're, was he in on it? He, he was not in on I the don't, joke. I don't think so. I think he was being his usual self. And I think he found a really, really good sparring partner. Wow. So it's a fun interview to watch. Michael Riedel versus Amy Sedaris. Just, we can find it on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Okay. And like I said, it's eight minutes long. You don't need to know anything else. But do you remember that scene in Company where Marta is talking to Robert and she goes, "People, she goes, people's assholes are like are like this," and she makes the the open hole and she goes, "And if you're real uptight, and then she makes a fist." That's that's the feeling you're going to get while you're watching this. I don't it, like that, Rob. That's not. I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that feeling. It's well, not. Then you're not going to go to the Eagle on Saturday. <laughs> 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 but for the rest of us, Kev. Um, it's 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 really fantastic. Watch Michael Riedel versus Amy oh Sedaris. It's on YouTube, um, and oh it's from 1995. Right. And it's going to make you want to have peanut M and M's afterwards. Wow. So make sure you grab a, a peanut. Young M&M. Michael Riedel, and then go watch our interview with him. And then, uh, yeah, oh my God, I think you know what? I like him. I think he's so funny. Oh, 
And I, I think he's so. <laughs> I just. Yeah. I think he's really. But also, his book is so brilliant, Razzle Dazzle. I so, yeah. uh, first of all, I love his book. I that was a that was the shocker. The book was truly the shocker. Razzle Dazzle by Michael Riedel was such a surprise read, so good. But he, I think there's a big old heart underneath that snark. Oh, I. I mean, listen. Th- this is ma- a man who clearly loves theater. He eats yep. it. He sleeps it. He breathes it. Yeah. Um, and he's passionate about it. And yes, he's got very strong opinions. And yes, those opinions don't match up with the majority of the people a lot of the time. But I love him. I don't know what else to say. And God Great. bless him for actually writing about the theater and telling oh, that yeah. story in Razzle Dazzle. And that he took the time to do it. Agreed. 100%. In, a, in an entertaining, 100%. educational way. A thousand percent. Agreed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So what's your favorite um, thing? All right. So uh, I'm going to be a surprise, surprise. I'm going to be a little sentimental. So um, all I'm going to say is that listeners and people who follow us on social media, you know that this, the last week has been a little – last two weeks, last month has been a little trying in my world. Uh, I lost my father um, about, uh, a week ago. Um, and, um, it was, it was a, a beautiful time to spend with family. Uh, and we miss him and he was such a supporter. And the reason why I love the arts is because of his mother who, uh, to this day in my book, uh, the letter I have from 2000 that she wrote me about Audrey McDonald and Stephen Sondheim and all of that, when no one in my family knew any of them, it remains in my book because she was a supporter. Um, so my father is gone and it just made me think about, um, people and what they are. And, and I, I would like to give a, uh, a favorite thing to mentors. Um, uh, not necessarily my father, but, but it made me think of all the people in your life who caused you to go down the road that you went down. And I mean this in, in regard to teachers and, uh, without waxing too nostalgic or too sentimental, I just literally mean, uh, one person in your life or maybe four or five who literally had such a strong, um, impact that, that perhaps you didn't even realize at the time, but really changed your life. And, and Robin, I know this firsthand from these interviews we have, because so often we hear about a uh, one teacher and the person that we interview always mentions the name of the teacher. They always know that that one Mr. or Mrs. 
so-and-so who who effectively changed the course of their life. So for me, I could think of my first voice teacher, Susan Amasano from Elmire, New York. I can think of my English teacher, Bernadette Romeo, who was the first person who really believed in me, who said, oh yeah, you're going to make it. No one else in my family even thought about it. And Bernadette was like, yeah, I can think of... Um, uh, a woman named Claire Reedy, who gave me my first theater job ever. She was the she worked at Shakespeare and Company, but in Elmira, New York, right? And I actually live with my uh, best friend from twelve, you know, when I was twelve years old, which is it's her great aunt. But Claire affected infinite numbers people, infinite number of people's lives that I don't even know about. And yet my experience was so singular that I think, oh, I must be the only person <laughs> who had this kind of relationship. And yet when yes. someone's so special um, that in your lives, they, it's, 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 they affect many people. And I, I, she was the one that when I was in, I was 13 and she had me do the Mark Twain drama, which was a favorite thing. It was a cast recording that James Carroll did or David Carroll, sorry, David James Carroll. Um, and, um, she directed the 14th year of this production and I was a part of it. And that's why I love musical theater to this day. So my challenge to my, our listeners is, um, who is, who was a mentor in your life that, ostensibly and forever changed the course of your life? And can you thank them for that right now? Can you go online and can you just go, just go thank them, just send them a letter that just says, you know, I am in business finance because of you. I'm a doctor because of you. I'm a blah, 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 because of you, you know, and, and my list could go on Cynthia O'Connell, my voice teacher in choir, Victoria Bussert, the lady who literally created the program that I went to college for. Um, there, there are so many people that effectively change your life and they all do it without trying to get thanks. It's not about that. And so my favorite thing this week is mentors, people who are training young people or colleagues or older than you, but just educating in some way or affecting the life of somebody. And uh, my challenge to, to is to thank them. So I, I just it's a sentimental thing, Rob, and it's a bit perhaps a bit much, but it's the week has been a bit much, so I'm just going to go there. But um, the the mentor is a very special thing, and our interviews constantly show it to us. Every single one of them, I'm so moved when they mention that one teacher, yeah. and it makes me proud to be a teacher. You know, that's our day job, quote unquote, and yet it's the best day job ever. Um, and I'm so proud of what we get to do. Um, and I think it's really worth celebrating, um, those individuals in your life that really, other than your family, other than, you know, but just people that did not have to do that for a living that chose to do it. And it, uh, leaves an impact on people's lives that sometimes they don't even know. Mm. So maybe, maybe, maybe just, you know, in the spirit of graduation, because it is the end of the school year and yes. it is the end of the time for education, that maybe it's that time of year to just look back and reflect on the people that really held an impact in your life. And, and think about, as you're listening to this right now, you know, how where are you right now? And who 
who helped get you there? And Rob, who helped get you where you are? Do you, do you, can you tell me? I've, you've never said a name of somebody, and I would love to know some names of people that really affected you. And you don't even have to give me context. I w- you could just say their names, and I will appreciate that. You mean professionally only? No, I mean like when you were five. I mean when you were 10. Oh. I mean when you're 18. I mean when you're 38. Oh. I really oh. don't care. I think it's all the well, same. Okay. Well, well first of all, I'm not 38. Um, <laughs> sorry, but you're right. You're yeah. right. You're thank, right. Yeah. So my bad. Thank you. My for, bad. No, I, I, I mean, forget I'm older I, than you. I, I mean, <laughs> my, I mean, obviously my parents, um, yes, of course, I'm trying to think when I, when I was, Oh, um, my high school drama teacher, Joe Donia, uh, um, Joe, Joe, good old Joe Donia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See that smile? They can't see the smile on your face. I can see the smile on your face when you just said his name, and that is the best. Who, <laughs> Who else? Come on, hit me! Come um, on, go. Uh, my 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 boss uh, at the children's theater I used to work at, a guy named Scott Buchanan. Um, the, all these people gave me directing opportunities um, mm. when and when no when nobody else would do it, and uh, I was too young. Not nobody else would do it. I was too young. I was like sixteen, and they were saying I could direct. Audible. Uh, Susan Shulman, who, who who taught me the business aspect of everything. Um, uh, Daniel was in- incredibly helpful at, at getting me to New York City and you know supporting me. Um, uh, 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 Lonnie Price was a brilliant mentor. Um, Jen Tepper is a genius and I, I worship at her altar. Um, that's Mark Olson who runs the film Academy, the per- who, 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 who gave me a job when I came out here to the city for the first time. So yeah, those are, those are, those are mine. Those are mine. That's, nice. That's, well that's played. my list. My brother. Yeah. I like, um, I love that. You family is so important. Yeah. You. Well, I mean, that's, that goes without saying. I mean, like it's been that's that's so special. Well, I, listeners, go out and thank them. Just just write a message. Just uh, forgive the sentimentality, but honestly, I just feel very important that sometimes, especially maybe this time of year, when the, a lot of those teachers, especially in the collegiate and high school world, they see a lot of the people that they invested in go away, and actually, a lot of people never never say. Thank you. So maybe just just send a little note. I think that's so sweet. And also, you know, for for our listeners, because we never really talked about it on the air, you know, Kevin was flying back and forth for a number of months, um, and <laughs> no, and and yeah. and juggling ninety million things. Um, and I'm sure your father, you know, how much how proud your father was of you, and how much he loved you. Um, but what a good son he had. Thank you, Rob. Yeah. The, it was really beautiful the, at the funeral. Um, you know, the last memory I, I, we had was Easter and we had, Jesus, we watched Jesus Christ Superstar, of course, cause we're the Thomases. And, um, and it was, it was my mother's first musical. It's the reason why I love musicals because she loved that album, that original Brown album, mm. that LP, you know, and we, everyone can picture it. Um, and, and and my father was like, oh yeah, Angeloid Weber. Oh, love those melodies. I can't I, I always cry when I hear them. They're just so beautiful. All this time, Rob, I'm you know he saw Les Mis, he saw Little Night Music, <laughs> all this time, and I was like, what you? 
it was Angela and Weber did it for you. But but so for the 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 prelude before you know as people are sitting and all of that, and my we I played all Angela Weber tunes oh. and 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 then I sang No One Is Alone as my family came in to sit and it was just. And that that music resonated. Everyone came up and said how beautiful the music was, and I just thought, "Hey, good job, Dad. Good yes. job." So anyway, I thank you, Rob. And it was it's it's been a wild couple months, uh, as anyone who has dealt with this sort of thing uh, knows. Um, but um, but thank goodness for friends and family and love. So you well, know, I'm proud of you. Thing. You handled it with such with such grace. So thanks, Rob. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, so what a nice, what hey. a nice favorite thing. What a nice. Oh sentiment. yeah, I just thought I'd go there. Why not? Um, so after you've you've given thanks, you can <laughs> you can you can watch Amy Sedaris rip Michael Riedel a new one to get you back and, into that cynical world of things. Have and having spent you know on both sides of the funeral uh, doing this reading um, and laughing at Beth Level and others, mm. Leslie Critz and all these other people. <laughs> Um, you know, there's not a, I think laughter is the best antidote slash remedy slash, you know, um, elixir for sadness. You know, you, you have to laugh. So I would say, thank your mentor and then get on YouTube and laugh at Amy Sedaris. (laughs) I would say that's the best way to celebrate. I think that's great. All right. Till next time. Bye everybody. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens Brown paper packages tied up with strings These are a few of my favorite things These are a few of my favorite things Hey, it's Leslie Udom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.